Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the DNF1 F1 podcast. I hope that you're all doing well and thank you as always for being here. It's great to have you along for another emergency podcast. And of course, you might be wondering why we're doing another emergency podcast. We've been quite busy this month, but the news is coming thick and fast. And we just got the breaking news this evening as we are recording this podcast for you that Andretti's bid to become F1's 11th team has been emphatically rejected by FOM, F1 essentially, or Liberty Media, whatever you want to call it. We expected this to happen. You know, I, I don't think to a degree where we're like Mystic Meg saying, oh, you know, you're getting excited, but we know what's going to happen. But essentially, throughout this process, we knew the FIA obviously had approved Andretti's bid to be an F1 team. It passed all of their tests, everything that they could throw at them. And obviously they were encouraging it part of their process, but we knew that because of the way that Formula One works in terms of uh, the championship, we have the FIA, FOM and the teams, we knew it was always going to be a hard sale for Andretti to convince FOM and the F1 teams that they are ready to be an 11th team on the grid and be accepted by those entities. And as we've seen today, the news has confirmed that FOM are rejecting Andretti's bid to join the F1 grid in 2025 or 2026. Now we'll get into some more details behind this breaking news and our thoughts and reaction to this story. And joining me as always, we have Lee Wallington on the panel. So Lee, first of all, welcome along as always. Hope that you are well. What are your original thoughts to this breaking news? There's a, there's a huge amount of disappointment amongst the F1 community following this news. Yeah, well, firstly, um, I would say this off-season has not been boring sometimes. There's nothing happens between <laughs> the last race and the and testing, but there, this uh, winter has been a bit non-stop with these um, surprise announcements. Um, so that's one surprise in itself. Um, but yeah, the actual news, I'm disappointed. Um, I think it's a lot of... Codswallop is the politest way I can think of putting it. <laughs> um, it's really disappointing to see that there's not a length of team um uh and just the i think it's essentially the greed um of although they, they say the other teams didn't have a say in it i'm sure that there was something behind the encouragement of fom to make the decision um 
because from still get it's not lovely big share from the sports revenues regardless if there's 10 teams or 11 teams so i do i i i'm just disappointed and it's really such a shame for the sport in my opinion yeah i think a lot of fans share those sentiments um you know the official press re- release that we saw was that F1 has rejected Andretti's bid to join the grid in 2025 or 2026, but says it would look differently on an application for 2028 alongside General Motors' planned power unit entry. Now, long story short, guys, what that effectively means is F1 are rejecting Andretti on the grounds that they consider them to be a customer team at this point, rather than a works team. And that's one of the reasons I personally think that's a bit hypocritical considering how this process has gone in the past. And we look at some of the other teams that have gotten into F1 in uh, you know, the last 10, 15, 20 years or so. And we've not really seen many work centuries at all. So I do find it a little bit strange in that regard. And you know, F1 or FOM went on to say that after this assessment period, they felt that an 11th team alone doesn't really add value it also needs to be competitive so you can make your own conclusions on this one i think the most stinging part of this assessment lee was f1 basically saying that whilst the andretti name carries some recognition for f1 fans their research indicated that f1 would bring value to the andretti brand rather than the other way around essentially meaning that andretti they have nothing of value to offer formula one Andretti are the ones that have everything to gain. Personally, I think that is, um, yeah, that one's going to sting if you're Mario Andretti or Michael Andretti or anyone involved in Andretti or hoping in, that they were going to get into the sport. That is a, a very damning uh, indignation of what they think of Andretti right now. Yeah, um, I, I do agree. I think it's a bit hypocritical. Um, but I also think it's a bit of a nonsensical statement that uh, of course Formula 1 will bring value to Andretti as a name um, Andretti is, uh, has plenty of other um, teams in other race categories so adding Formula 1 to the entry list of teams or categories it races in of course that's going to bring value to the, the organisation of, of Andretti but it's a big uh, name in American motorsport, which is again and again, former saying about they want to break the American market. Num- viewing numbers are going up. We've now got three races. Um, there's obviously rumors of regard or regarding a fourth race in Chicago with copyright lodged regarding a Chicago GP. That actually comes from things a different matter, but they're really trying to break the American market. And having a big American motorsport name. Um, come into Formula One, that's going to bring a customer base. It's going to bring recognition from the casual American fan. Um, Andretti right, may not be a household name across the US, but I'm sure it is a very well-recognized name in casual conversation with people who know the slightest bit about American motorsport. And that, I, I think that brings value in itself to Formula One where they're trying to really capture the American market. Absolutely. And... I mean, I don't mind saying this because I know a lot of our listeners are based in the US. So I'm really interested to find out 
what their thoughts are. Anyone that listens to this show and you're based in the US, do get in touch with us on our social media platforms and the links will be in the description. Do let us know your thoughts regarding this news of Andretti, how you're feeling about the fact that Andretti have tried to bring an all-American team into Formula One and it's just been emphatically rejected in this manner. And the reason why I'm interested in this is because, as you pointed out, Lee, F1 has currently got three races in America. You know, we've got Miami, we've got Vegas, and of course, we have Circuit of America in Texas. I would say that's a pretty good coverage of America. And I know this American market still has plenty left to be tapped into. And F1 is certainly going to exploit that as much as it can in the Liberty Media era. But I think a lot of concerns that American based Formula One fans have expressed on social media um, or any platform that they have the opportunity to give their opinions on how the sport can go forward is the fact that they just don't feel represented in a global sport, which is still predominantly European. I think we often forget that, Um, you know, even though the calendar has expanded across different continents around the world, in terms of the teams and the representation, it's predominantly, if not the whole thing is European quite frankly. I don't think there's a better way to put it. So this was a great opportunity to incorporate an American outfit, one that does have plenty of prestige in Formula One. I mean, you only have to say the name Andretti, and I'm sure there's a motorsport fan that will probably acknowledge that only in a positive manner. You know, And I feel like F1 has really had a real stab a name as rich and as prestigious as Andretti is in motorsport as a result of that, to where a lot of their fans are going to look at F1 and think, well, you know, you've made a huge song and dance about how you want to incorporate America into Formula One, but yet it only seems to go as far as our wallets can reach you. Uh, And in terms of, you know, how much we can give F1, the merchandise, tickets to these races and the shows that they all put on. But when it comes to having a team there, they're like, nah, no, you know what? We're not really interested in that. So I, my heart goes out to any American fans that were really banking on this coming through. But unfortunately, F1 does seem to be a closed shop right now in terms of prospective new entries, no matter how competitive or how serious they seem to be. Yeah, it's... It is really a close shop in that aspect. And, and you say about the engine supplier, uh, Bob being a customer team, one of the reasons. Obviously, the, the rumors were it was going to be a Renault engine. Renault have no customer teams. Obviously, the the um, Honda or Red Bull powertrain, whatever you want to call the current engine, um, that Red Bull and uh, Visa Kashak, um use and they've obviously got a customer team mercedes have a customer team ferrari have a customer team but Al- um, alpine slash Renault don't so it's not like oh we're going to give an extra team to mercedes who have the most customer teams it was given to one that doesn't have any other that which isn't a detriment to the sport that actually helps the engine manufacturer obviously get more data obviously no um, Renault um, engine isn't the the best engine on the grid so giving more data obviously helps the competition overall having their reliability, which is obviously um, the key thing they can still improve on the engines. Um, so and an excuse of that doesn't help the argument, in my opinion, and just it reinforces it's just an excuse to keep it the sport closed um, and just take the money for the moment, um, is my opinion. Yeah, it does feel like 
this uh, this huge document of the of F1's assessment of Andretti is just a list of some nonsensical reasons without real evidence to support those statements, just to justify them saying no. I mean, let's break them down, shall we, seeing as we've got them all here. First things first, as we've already mentioned, F1's argument seems to be that Andretti, uh, as a new or novice constructor, if you like, they would struggle to build a car to the 2025 rules and compete that season, whilst also juggling uh, the, the mammoth task of building another car, which is completely different and would work with the 2026 regulations. Now, for me, that's very hypocritical because Haas did the exact same thing nearly 10 years ago. They built a car for 2016 and then had to build another new car for 2017. And I think if I remember rightly, in 2017, Haas should have been finishing fourth and fifth in the first race if it wasn't for those two dodgy pit stops. Um, you know, so we know that that argument doesn't really hold much, uh, much weight. The second part of their rejection is the absence of the general motor works engine, um, as a significant factor. Now, okay. I can understand why they may feel that way. And obviously they're concerned about general motors, involvement in this Andretti Cadillac partnership. I understand that, but if you're rejecting Andretti on the grounds that they're coming in as a customer team with a potential Renault engine rather than their own engine built by General Motors. Again, the Huss argument comes back in because Huss came into the sport with a Ferrari engine. They didn't come in with their own engine. So I don't understand why F1 felt that that was acceptable then and don't think it's acceptable now. If anything, given how complex these engines are subject to change, I think it would be unreasonable to expect General Motors to come in and then have an engine ready for 2026 um, when you've got the likes of Audi who have had plenty of years to get ready for this and had the new engine rules tailored around what the Volkswagen group ultimately wanted to get them into Formula One. They've had that time. They've had that preparation. They've had rules uh, amended against some teams' requests to allow them to enter the sport. And yet now, for some reason, we're punishing Andretti because because General Motors can't get an engine together for 2026 when we know it's just not possible. So I think that's so unreasonable, personally, and hypocritical as well. Yeah, um, it is completely unreasonable. I mean, as you said, they they can't build the engine in that time frame. Um, but if if it's really just, oh, we won the works team, but you come in with the, the dedication and there's obviously, I don't know if there's any contractual obligation as of yet regarding the engine but it's like okay we're going to be a works team in 27 but when we customer team we will be entering the sport um it may be they're like collect um general motors say we're going to be in the sport for a minimum of five years and then we'll review our power unit uh, situation in five years or 10 years whatever and then one one year's work team or two years work team, it's it's really not the end of the world um if you know the works team or the power unit, the branding of the power unit is coming. Um, I really don't see um, and understand the, that sentiment. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, one of the statements where that they were claiming that, you know, needing to have a works and needing to have an engine from a different works team would somehow damage the championship's prestige is ridiculous, in my opinion. I mean, how many teams right now run with their own um, house made engine? We've got Ferrari, Mercedes, Alpine, technically with Renault. I mean, someone will probably say to me, oh, well, what about Red Bull? Well, it's a Honda engine that originally didn't start with them. It started with McLaren and then Honda worked their way through to eventually get to Red Bull. It's now a rebadged Honda engine, which is now Ford or Red Bull powertrains or whatever. My point being is to say that Andretti would damage the reputation or the championship's prestige by being a Renault customer for a couple of years before bringing their own engine is farcical. It's, it's, it's a joke, personally. I don't understand the logic behind that. Um, I mean, look, whether you agree with that or not, uh, the bottom line basically that has been set out by F1 is that they're only interested in a serious works team coming in. Only those teams would be welcome. Uh, another customer team is not what they would want. And I get that. But the engine changes have been made to such a degree where I'm surprised even Audi is coming in at this point. And perhaps the only reason they are coming in is because F1 had to bend to their whim in order to get them to come in. Yeah, um, and Audi have cut their motorsport um, categories participation to enter Formula One. So um, they obviously they committed to that several years ago regarding their motorsport um, racing. Um, but in yeah, I think it comes back to in that statement and this question of what is Formula One. Obviously, um, it's a sport, it's entertainment. But you look at the overall history of the sport. Yes, there's been manufacturers, but it's been the independent teams that have been the heart and soul of Formula One. And the independent teams, for more often than not, have been customer teams. Um, so the the whole point, oh, we don't want another customer team. But that's where Formula One is. And that, I think that's a key ingredient of Formula One. Yes, you want the power units, you want the the works teams or the, um, or not necessarily just the works team, but you want the obviously the man, different manufacturers to give you Rarity in the power units, um, but it's just ruling out because it's going to be a customer team. That for me, that is part of Formula One, and some of the the best cars um, have been independents in over the course of the history of the Formula One. So it's, I think, in that statement alone, it's attacking the the actual um, sport itself more than defending it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know this sounds like one big rant episode. Um, I'll, I'll try and add something that is a bit humorous here. And this was my favorite part of the, um, of the FOM's 
um, interpretation or their verdict on Andretti. One of the big reasons that they've cited is that the addition of 11th team, and I'm quoting this from them, the addition of an 11th team would place an operational burden on race promoters, would subject some of them to significant costs and would reduce the technical operation and commercial spaces of the other competitors. In other words, they don't have the space to host an 11th team or have the paddock space more specifically. Now, anyone cast their mind back to the British Grand Prix or the Hungarian Grand Prix this year, uh, and there'll be a few others, I'm sure, in 2024 that we're going to see this happen. But anyone remember that film that's currently being produced at the moment that has had, that's had some of the F1 races involved in, the one with Brad Pitt, Sonny Hayes, the character, if you like, and this fake F1 team that has been sitting on the grid at a few races this year to try and get some footage. I wonder what facilities they've needed for them to use in order to have an 11th team on the F1 grid. Yeah, they, um, it's, it's really I mean, silly. The, <laughs> the photo's been doing the rounds on social media. I mean, we put it on the DNF1 page. I think Tomo, the F1 YouTuber, put it up there as well of them at Silverstone in the garage. Hungry as well. You know, we use Hungry as a better example because Silverstone is obviously a very new paddock compared to most. And it's obviously catered for all of those things and extra teams because it's not just F1 races that go there. But look at Hungry. Look how small that pit garage is. They had enough space for an 11th team. Almost all the circuits have enough space for an 11th or even a 12th team. So I don't understand why F1 thinks that we're not going to remember that. Um, I mean, I, I remember seeing it. So I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they're hoping that some of us have short memories. But I personally thought that was the most ridiculous of the excuses. Yeah, maybe they're more implying it's maybe some of the street circuits may be limited in their um, capacity for extra teams. I mean, the new street circuits, obviously. Um, we know, all know Monaco is tight for space regardless. Um, but the street circuits may not have the the capacity for another 11th team in their current design and there have to be some cost to add a garage. But you go to using Monaco and Singapore, for example, they they have both held races when there was twelve teams. So, in my example, it's those. It is possible with street circuits. I'm more thinking of the obviously the new ones being. If it, I don't know the case, I have not counted the garages this evening. What's available for Vegas when it was there, or for um, Jeddah, um, what's it situation? But those are probably more of the ones that may be affected because obviously they're dedicated circuits, as you already said. Multiple different categories, plenty of room. Um, it's really not a question. It's just a, a silly statement, and I'm sure Formula One can manage to squeeze in a team if they really wanted to. Well, I mean, effectively, by those examples, F the Vegas comes from F1's pocket, so F1 would have to cover that themselves. I'm sure Andretti won't mind helping out towards that if they needed to make some extra space for them. And, you know, you're probably right that some of the new street circuits that are being built probably only were built to facilitate 10 teams. For me, that's just another example of F1 at this point in time. Despite the fact that they are raking in record revenues, they are clearly not listening to what their fans want. You know, that they put all those surveys out, didn't they, a few years back, asking fans about what we wanted or ways to make the sport more exciting or improve the value of it or the competition. 
this is just another example of that just being a what would you call it a, a badging exercise not actually doing anything with it just to saying well we did a thing and this is what we're doing well you know i i just feel like you can push fans so far and we know some fans have walked away from the sport because of our things where we're on the competition side and i just, i just don't know what how f1 can feel that they can keep isolating or ignoring what fans want and expect them to stick around and i'm talking about the casual fans here i know lots of people listen to this are probably hardcore fans like like you and i lee they probably will watch it regardless but um even if it was like a lawnmower series um i'm sure sky sports did a piece on that with kimmy reichen point being is that you can't take your patronage for granted in this regard um and i think a lot of people have expressed their concerns and feel quite let down about this and very disappointed what we're running on at this point i understand you know we want to make, try and make this short and brief i will end with this last question on this one and f1's argument for andretti comes that as um on top of the other points they're concerned about the lack of competitiveness that andretti would bring now we saw andretti showing some footage and pictures of them using the the toyota wind tunnel in cologne um you know to show that they are trying to test an f1 car to try and put some work together towards a prospective entry that they would like to have to try and show everyone that they're taking this f1 entry seriously and that they want to be competitive and add value to the sport my question would be is that if f1 feels that Andretti would not be competitive and would not add value. If anything, it would diminish value from the sport. How does it justify some teams right now, like um, VCarb or RB or whatever you want to call them right now, Haas, uh, Stake slash Sauber, before last season, Williams, you could have thrown in that mix as well. And, and even to a larger degree, you could even chuck Alpine in that. Half the grid, you could potentially argue I've got teams at the moment that don't really add much value to Formula One. They're just there. They turn up and make up the numbers, taking that nice revenue and, you know, everyone's happy. What value do those teams add that a prospective entry like Andretti wouldn't? That's a very good question. Um, for me, the, the, the two biggest examples is um, probably Haas and Bicarp, or Visa Cash App. Uh, whatever you, as you said, whatever you want to call them, um, that the what value do those two teams probably bring to the sport? As the one doesn't really want to invest in the in the team, doesn't want to um, provide more money, just wants to turn up and get the viewership to bring the revenue for a, the the business. And obviously, the other one is a junior slash development slash um second uh, team for another um team at the top of the grid so those two in themselves don't bring overall value but obviously they're not going anywhere um so the 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 fact that they feel that a racing pedigree such as andretti wouldn't bring any value to the sport and wouldn't be competitive on the first go let me remind you that in two years audi joins the sport do you expect them to be competitive straight away off the go? Well, no, no. I don't because <laughs> they're it's take and, and a the year reason, or two to get up to speed. No, it's true. And, and the reason why I don't think they're going to be competitive straight away is simply, as we've mentioned before, they're not, Audi are not investing money into this outfit until their name is on the front of that car. They're not doing it while it's Sauber. 
Um, you know, they are doing some work in the background on the engine because they're going to have to because the engine, the new engine rules, of course. But I don't expect them to be competitive until at least 2027 at the very, very earliest, if we're lucky. So I totally get that point as well. I, I guess there is an argument that I think is somewhat legitimate. And I do think that whilst we've been very critical of F1 and, and the teams as well, and I'm sure the teams have had an influence on F1, even though F1 have said specifically that this has been exclusively their decision without any outside interference whatsoever. Um, I, I do understand that F1 teams looking at Andretti will say quite boldly to them, well, you know, you could have joined the grid 10 years ago or when there was financial turmoil, you could have joined then. Why is it you're only interested in joining now when the brand is is flourishing, the franchise is worth so much money, revenue streams at record highs, all those positive reasons, you know, of course, people are going to want to join when the getting is good. But where were they before when F1 really needed something like that? I think that's a fair point. But I don't think it's the only reason why you should look to try and get rid of an outfit. If they can prove that they're capable and they're competitive and they've got everything they need, which I certainly believe that they do, although I'm not involved in the process, so I have to you know, be honest about that. I, I just don't think it's a reason to reject them on that ground. Um, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I will leave on this last line, Lee, because I think some people are probably wondering what is going to happen next, us included. Mario Andretti, the former F1 world champion, um, father of Michael, who runs the team at Andretti, basically went to Twitter and said that I'm devastated I won't say anything else because I can't find any other words besides devastated. This is certainly not going to be over anytime soon. I'm expecting a response from Andretti. I'm expecting potential legal counsel to be consulted here regarding about what steps they could make. Could this result in Andretti making a bid for an existing team? I'm I'm looking at Haas here because that would have raised the value of the Haas team quite a lot, knowing that they could be very sought after if buying into an existing team is the only way in there's so much that's going to go on with this story for a while Lee that's not going to resolve after this announcement so um I guess at this point we have to keep our ears to the ground and just wait and see don't we yeah um I I wouldn't be surprised if it's a legal change at least coming from his way um but if they don't end up buying another team I really hope Andretti can join the sport in 27 and 28 and it's not just a from from kicking the ball down the road to then deny them in a couple of years' time, um, that's really I, I just think it'd be a bad sport if they just no 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 come back and that fifteen years later it's still a no. It, they're just obviously the sport needs to stop bringing negative news articles upon itself. Absolutely. Um, of course, they have set the criteria almost. They haven't said exactly that they would let them in if General Motors provided a works engine, but they did say they would look at this application more favorably, uh, to paraphrase a little bit. So, you know, there is that element to it as well. And of course, we haven't even talked about the FIA element, but I think we're going to leave that there because we know that this is going to potentially cause uh, potential, well, make tensions even greater between the FIA and F1. Because of course we should acknowledge this wasn't F1's process. This was the FIA's process. And, you know, even from the start, we knew it wasn't going to come to an outcome that was any different than what we're talking about right now. So I think we're going to leave that there because we can only rant on for so long. And I appreciate a lot of you listening to this are probably wondering, oh God, when are these guys actually going to try and stop ranting about this news and everything else? Um as I said, very disappointed to see that news or hear that news. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see. 
what happens going forward. But as always, guys, I think we'll call that an, a day for now. In the next episode, we are going to be talking about uh, the final episode of a session, the challenges, which was coming Friday, that's now going to go back to Saturday because of this emergency pod. I'm going to be joined by F1 journalist Sam Cooper to talk about Ferrari and their prospects for 2024. But until then, guys, please stay safe. Thanks for tuning in as always, and we'll see you in the next episode of the DNF1 F1 podcast. And remember, as always, if you're not first, you're probably DNF1. Take care. Podcast Network.